Fire 1242. If we make those little decisions day by day, we can create an extraordinary life in every aspect that's important to us. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite. Hiring but not sure where to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can find your perfect candidate today. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking Fire Nation? JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Michael Hyatt. Michael, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready, John. Let's do it. Michael is the founder of Intentional Leadership, an in-demand speaker and the New York Times bestselling author of Living Forward, a proven plan to stop drifting and get the life you want. Michael shapes today's thought-leading conversations through his widely read blog and This Is Your Life podcast, which consistently ranks among iTunes' top business podcasts right next to EO Fire. Michael, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, my personal life is I've been married for 37 years to my wife, Gail. Have you met Gail before? I've never met Gail. Oh my gosh, she's a rock star in her own right. Um, I have five daughters, grown. I have four sons-in-law, eight grandchildren, and we all live within about 10 miles of each other in Nashville, Tennessee. Well, you've invited and I've accepted at some future dates to come visit you in Nashville. That's when I get to meet Gail and Sounds like we might have Gail on the show at some point in the future, too. Oh, my gosh. She's so much fun. We just did <laughs> Shalene Johnson's event. Oh, she's so good. And she did, uh, Gail did a Q&A with me on the topic of marriage, and we talked about what does it take to, to be married for 30-plus years, in our case, 37. <laughs> wow. Well, I may need to be taking notes on that soon. <laughs> and uh, Fire Nation, if you recognize his voice, no big surprise, because again, Michael has one of the top-ranked business podcasts and has for years now. In fact, we launched our show at very similar dates. I remember both of us were in New and Noteworthy together, and I've admired what he's done for a very long time. And if you haven't read his blog, it is Consistent Value Bombs. If you haven't heard him, heard him speak from stage, you're missing out because he just controls the audience in such a powerful way. It's just like you can hear a pin drop every time you're on stage, Michael. I love that. And oh, thank you. I've brought him back on EO Fire because this is not his first, second, or third time that he's been on. In fact, this is time number quattro or numero quattro that he's been on EO Fire here. And it will not be the last. I can guarantee you that. And we're here to talk specifically about living forward because Michael, every time you launch a book, it is just a must read. And Fire Nation, this is no different. I'm actually holding in my hands a signed copy of Living Forward, which I read in two and a half days on my balcony here in San Diego. Just amazing reading. And and it was like consistent. I was just like drawn into this book. Because drifting is such a big word that so many entrepreneurs get caught up in. And we're going to talk today, Fire Nation, about how you can stop drifting and other things along that. So, Michael, let's kind of talk about how you decided to begin the life planning process, you know, within Living Forward. 
Yeah, so John, what happened to me was in the year 2000, I was the assistant general manager of one of Thomas Nelson Publishers' 14 divisions, and suddenly I got promoted, and suddenly I found out that my division of the 14 was dead last in every financial Hmm. metric. So my boss, the CEO of the company, said, how long is it going to take you to turn this division around? And I said, just picked a number out of the air, three years. (laughs) And, And he said, okay, great. So I went back to the team. I shared with them what, what the score was. And I said, we got to turn this around. And we really worked hard. And in 18 months, we went from 14 to number one, but at considerable cost. I ended up in the ER three different times thinking I was having a heart attack. Fortunately, I wasn't. It was just stress-related. But on that final time, my cardiologist said to me, he said, look, your heart's fine. But if you don't do something to get some life balance into your life, you're going to end up here for real. You're charging too hard. You're pushing too hard. You're not getting enough rest. And something bad is going to happen if you don't do something. So I was like a wake-up call. So at the time, I was publishing John Maxwell. He was one of our authors at Thomas Nelson. So I went to John and I said, John, look, here's the deal. I, I think I need an executive coach. I need somebody that can help me get this back in shape because it's not sustainable, my pace. And he said, well, I want to recommend to you a guy named Daniel Harkavy who's my co-author in the book, Living Forward. Daniel became my executive coach for about a decade. But on day one, he described to me the concept of a life plan. He said, here's the deal. You're drifting and you need to get clear on what it is you want on the different areas of your life and come to the realization that life is more than work, buddy. You've got to have a balanced life. And so I put together a life plan, like I described in the book, Living Forward, and everything began to change. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't a magic pill, but everything began to shift from that point forward because I was living with intention. So, Michael, I had to be real with myself after EO Fire had been going and really successful for a number of years. And I had to say, you know what? This past season of my career, of my business, 2012, 2013, 2014, like I have been nose to the grindstone. I have been hard charging, you know, an episode a day, a webinar every week. And I had to take pulse of the other sides of my life that were lacking. Like I was in the worst shape of my life. I didn't seem to have the same energy I did back when I started EO Fire. And so I kind of shifted back in 2015 into a new season, which was more mm-hmm. balanced. And, and I've only seen positivity as a result. So can you kind of take like that, what I just shared, you know, about my first season, which was nose to the grindstone, which... I don't recommend for anybody, by the way. I think if you can move into balance as soon as possible, you should. You know, I moved into that balance in 2015 and now 2016 and beyond. Can you kind of talk about how a life plan is different from just those plain old resolutions? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a life plan is really like the 30,000 foot view of your life. And I believe in annual planning. You know, I've got this course, Five Days to Your Best Year Ever, as you know. Um, I really believe in daily planning, even quarterly planning. But the thing about a life plan is it gives you an opportunity to get your head above the clouds, see in the distance, and see where you want to go in the major areas of your life. And we have this model, as you may recall, from the book where we talk about these uh, circles of life, where we talk about the circles of being, like your spiritual life, your physical life, your intellectual life, the circles of relating, like if you're married, your spouse and your kids and your social life, and then the circle of doing which would be your vocation, maybe your avocation, and then your financial life. And a lot of people try to live from the outside in. They're so concerned about all that uh, results doing kind of stuff 
that they don't attend to the inner work of you know their interior life to their most important relationships, and that inevitably always leads to a life of regrets, where you're looking back and you're going, man, now I realize that life is more than work. And and believe me, John, I believe in the importance of work. You know, my whole motto on my blog site is win at work and succeed at life. Mm. I think you can have both, but I think it takes uh, being very intentional and being very deliberate and coming up with a plan. That's one word that I've always associated with you, Michael, is the word intentional. And I think so few people live a life of intention. And Fire Nation, if you step back and you look at your last week, how many of the activities that you did every single day were intentional, were like that you actually planned to do, or were you just in total reaction mode 24-7? You wake up and just like you're in your inbox and you're getting bombarded left and right, you're running off to whatever. Like how much of your life is intentional and how much of your life is just reaction? And that's again, I always associate that word intentional with you, Michael, because you've always just really beat that drum in a great way. And Fire Nation, I want you to think about that. And I alluded to this a little bit right in the intro, Michael, but this word drifting, I think yes. it's very important for so many reasons. And I think so many people, unfortunately, look back, you know, when they're 80, 90, if they're blessed to live that long, and they say, man, I feel like I just drifted along without a rudder, without a plan. And then here I am at the end of my life. Like, why didn't I take control? And can you talk about the consequences of the drift? The whole concept of the drift came to me when Gail and I took a vacation after we'd been married about uh, 10 years and we went to Hawaii. We'd never been. We saved up all of our airline miles. We didn't have hardly any money in those days. But when we got to Maui, we decided to take snorkeling lessons because the hotel where we were staying was offering them for free. So we went to the swimming pool, got checked out, then they took us out onto the reef. Our heads exploded. It was so gorgeous. (laughs) So so we uh, rented snorkeling gear. I think it was $10 for two sets of snorkeling gear for the week. Next morning, we went to the lagoon that was adjacent to our hotel. We slipped into the water at about 6 a.m. in the morning. There wasn't another soul on the beach. The water was crystal clear. It was calm like glass. And as we got into the water and got totally captivated, totally distracted by all the multicolored fish and the seaweed and the light playing on it and all that. So we just were paddling around. And what we didn't realize is that we'd been caught in a riptide. and We were swept out to sea, and when I finally looked up, I realized that we were way out in the ocean. I mean, the the hotel looked like a toy in the distance. Gail looked up. She gasped, and we had a boogie board with us, thankfully. And so I said, babe, we got to swim as hard as we can for the shore. I didn't even know you're not supposed to swim against a riptide. (laughs) But fortunately, it it had evidently gone past us. So it wasn't a problem, but, but we swam hard for 45 minutes to an hour, pulled ourselves up up on the beach and collapsed. And until last fall, we hadn't ever been snorkeling since then, but (laughs) it really represents to, to me, John, how most people live life. You know, most people don't choose, uh, to, to get up and say, what can I do to get myself massively in debt and end up bankrupt? Or what can I do to eat away at my health little by little until I have a heart attack or suffer some chronic disease? Or what can I do to drift away from my spouse and end up in a separation or, or divorce? They don't. It's just something that happens and people drift when they're living an unconscious life and they're not choosing their destinations. But the key thing is that people never drift to a destination they would have chosen. Mm. 
that takes intention and that's what life planning is all about. So there's a couple of things I want to hone in on here. Number one, Fire Nation, just because I am an ex-lifeguard, <laughs> if you ever get caught in a riptide, you got to swim parallel with the ocean until That's you true. feel like you're out of the riptide because they usually run you know, directly into the shore and outwards. And then you're out, then you can ho- hopefully swim in. So don't panic because you're all good, especially if you have a boogie board. So good on you for that. And number two, and this is a little off topic as well, but Fire Nation, I hope you understood the power of what Michael just did. He told us a story first, and then he related that story to real life. He is a master storyteller. Now, of course, that has come from years of writing hundreds of thousands of words and books and blogs and, you know, of hundreds and hundreds of hours of recording podcasts and talking and doing interviews like these. But think about how that just made you stop and think and cling on to every single word and then say, wow, like I get it now. Because he's not just like throwing, you know, fail forward, fail fast at me. He's actually relating this to a story, to a topic. So how are you in your business, in your life, relating what you want to get across in the form of a story? Because stories are so powerful in so many ways. Now we have Fire Nation, some killer things that are coming up to close this interview off because we're not even close to done yet, but we are going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Identity theft is no joke and unfortunately it can happen to anyone. In fact, it only takes seconds for a thief to steal your identity, spend your money and apply for credit cards and loans in your name. Imagine not being able to refinance your home or even get a car loan because of damaged credit caused by identity theft. My recommendation, protect yourself before something like this happens with LifeLock Ultimate Plus Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock's got your back, helping protect you in ways old school credit monitoring can't. They'll watch out for your bank accounts, your credit, and your good name. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock Ultimate Plus provides LifeLock's most comprehensive identity theft protection. I know that I'll sleep easier knowing that if some thief goes after my identity or life savings, LifeLock is on it. Visit LifeLock.com now and enter promo code EOFIRE or call 1-800-866-8527 or visit LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com, promo code EOFIRE. Building a strong team is a huge part of growing your business. As an entrepreneur, I can tell you that your business is only as good as the people you hire to help support it. But it's nearly impossible to find qualified candidates. You know, the ones who are going to be as dedicated to your business as you are. After all, there are only so many hours in a day. But posting your job in just one place isn't enough to find those quality candidates. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, you don't have to sweat it. ZipRecruiter allows you to post to 100 plus job sites with one single click. Once you've posted, you'll be instantly matched to candidates from over 6 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll in ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go to someone else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. So, Michael, we're back, and I hope that you haven't scared all of Fire Nation away from snorkeling because it is really fun, and I'm looking forward to be doing it pretty soon here in Puerto Rico. So uh, look out there. But let me just tell you this, Fire Nation. You need to be having a life of intention, and that's what we've been talking about thus far. It's been a recurring theme. But let me ask you this, because this was kind of strange, and I will be honest with you. I haven't done this yet, Michael, but I do plan to do this because of the case that you make within your book, Living Forward. 
how and why to write your eulogy. Can you expound upon that? Yeah. So the way that we frame a life plan, Daniel and I, my co-author, is that's the answer to three powerful questions. And the first question is a question about clarity or it's designed to give you clarity. And it's this, how do I want to be remembered? And so what we do is we take you through an, uh, an exercise we, where we have you consider your own death, your own funeral, which sounds incredibly morbid, <laughs> but it's also incredibly clarifying to do this. Totally. And uh, I remember Steve Jobs said about two years before he died, it was unbelievably prophetic when he said it, but he said that death was the best tool that he'd ever found to give him clarity about his own life. Right. And I, I, I love that quote. And so what we have you do in the book is write your eulogy as though you were to die today and the people that you love the most were to stand up and say things about you. Now, what would they say? You know, what would your spouse or your significant other say? What would your kids say? What would the people at work say, your teammates? What would the people that are your followers, if you're on social media or if you're an entrepreneur, your customers, what would they say? Now, probably if you're like most people, when you look at that, you go, gee, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to die yet because I don't <laughs> like what they would say. Well, the good news is you're not dead yet. And so you've still got time to shape, or I like to say, engineer those conversations. My father-in-law died in 2005. He was a full uh, Air Force colonel, oh, worked wow. at the Pentagon for a number of years as the um, uh, assistant to the Joint Chief, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and had an illustrious career. But he was an extraordinary family man, really d invested in his kids and even as me, in me as his son-in-law. And so when we had the funeral, there was the full military funeral back in the days when they did the jet flyovers, and the 21-gun salute and all that. Then we came back to my house here in Nashville, all the family, all of our closest friends, and literally all day long, all we did was pass around pictures. We cried, we laughed, we told stories, we talked about the meaning and the legacy of this, this man. And it dawned on me then that you and I have the ability, if we're intentional, to inform those conversations now. We can shape, we can engineer those conversations now so that we create a series of what we call in the book legacy statements where you actually write what you would like those significant people to be able to say. Now, the power of it is that you can begin to shape your life by doing, by becoming what it is that is required for them to be able to say those things about you. So a better wife or a better husband or a better boyfriend or a better parent or a better entrepreneur or whatever it is but you can inform those discussions today. But it gives you enormous clarity about where your life is going in the direction of your life. Question number two is what matters most to you? Now, most people know what's important to their spouse, to their parents, to their boss, to their customers. But for many of us, we never stop and ask the question, but what's important to me? This is a question about priorities. The first one's a question really about legacy. This is a question about priorities. And it's important to get clear on this because inevitably, you're going to want to try to do everything. And the truth is, you can do anything you want. You just can't do everything you want. Another quick story. So in the midst of the recession, I was the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers by this time. The year was 2009. And I mean, we were fighting guerrilla warfare, you know, just hand-to-hand -hand combat, yeah. trying to survive as a business. 
And I remember telling the board of directors, I said, I got to have a vacation, guys. I mean, I've been going for months now and we're worn out and I just need to get some rest. And I, and I really felt like I had drifted in my relationship with Gail and I've got to reconnect with her in a significant way because ultimately that's what matters to me. And so they said, great. So I put it on my calendar. We took off on a Friday afternoon for Denver, Colorado, and then we're going to drive deep into the uh, wilderness and, and just spend a week unplugged. But we had a stop in Dallas. We were changing planes there. And as I stopped, I checked my email Ooh. and there was a message from the chairman of the board. And he said, look, I know you're, you're probably on your way to your vacation, but we need you to come back to Nashville. We've got some important things we've got to discuss on Monday. And I really need you there. And my heart sank. I mean, we were packed. We had been planning this for months. <laughs> we were ready to go. I showed it to Gail. She looked at me and she said, what are you going to do, babe? And she said, listen, before you answer that, whatever you decide to do, I'll totally support. I get it. So I said, well, I'm going to tell him no. And so I wrote him back and I said, as I mentioned, I'm on vacation. Um, this is really important to me. And I would be grateful if you'd postpone the trip. If you can't do that, my staff will assist you in my absence. And then I didn't even wait for him to respond. I turned off my email, turned off my uh, phone, and we went away for a week. Now, here's the kicker. When I got back to Nashville, I asked my staff, I said, so about that meeting? Yeah, they came. Well, how did it go? They were like, they shrugged their shoulders. Like it was a non-event. Mm. You know, they, they could have gotten these questions answered by email. We're still not sure what it was about. And nothing ever came of it. But here's the important thing. If I had not had a clearly identified set of priorities where I knew that Gail and my own health, my own rest came before work, I could have made a really bad decision yeah. Because of the pressure of the moment. And for most of us, I don't know about you, John, but for me, I'm a, a recovering people pleaser. <laughs> I've and, actually never been that way, thankfully, but <laughs> good for you. I hear you. Well, it's, it's, there's a lot of us out here, but <laughs> it's hard to say no. You know, my heart is to help people and I want to say yes. And so to, to have a set of priorities creates a filter for me so that I can say no to the non-essentials so that I can say yes to the things that are most important to me, so that I get to the end of my days and look back on my life and go, you know, I loved the people I should have loved, and I said no to the people I should have said no to. And to me, that's, that's, uh, it's a great benefit of having a life plan. Okay, so Fire Nation, number one, how do you want to be remembered? And yeah, a little morbid, but write that eulogy, believe me, and like get that out of your head that it's, it's too morbid to do. It's something that will give you that clarity, just like that Steve Jobs quote, death is the best tool to give you clarity in life. And then point number two, what's important to me? And again, how eloquently Michael just explained that through story that makes it so real. Believe me, he would have looked back on his life and said, I cannot believe I canceled that trip, you know, with Gail for this non-event meeting that, you know, was, of course, you know, everything's urgent, of course, but right. it never ended up being. So point number three, Michael. Yeah. Question number three is how can I get from here, wherever here is in whatever area of your life you're looking at, but how do I get from here to where I want to be? And so we take you through an exercise and this gets so stinking fun because we have you craft these envisioned future statements where you look at all the different categories of your life and you say, how is it that I want to be remembered uh, in these different areas of my life? What is the future that I'm consciously trying to create in my life? And then once you do that, in fact, I'll give you an example if you yeah. want. Okay. So this is one for my health. And I stated in the present tense. And by the way, I'm not here yet. This is a future me. But I say to myself, uh, this is the future. I am lean and strong. 
possessing vibrant health and extraordinary fitness. My heart is strong and healthy. My arteries are supple and clear of obstructions. My autoimmune system is in excellent condition. I'm disease, infection, and allergy resistant. I have more than enough energy to accomplish the tasks I undertake. This is because I control my mental focus, work out six days a week, choose healthy foods, take supplements as needed, and get adequate rest. That's my envisioned future for my health account. So I have these different accounts, and that's my health account. And I have an envisioned future statement for each one of my life accounts. Then we go back to what the current reality is. You know, it's, it's kind of like a GPS system. Okay, here's where <laughs> right. I want to go. Here's where I am now. And I got I to gotta know those two things before I can plot a course. And so the current reality, you know, as you're, you're going through this, we really encourage you to be brutally honest. You know, this is not going to be turned into somebody else. Nobody's going to review this unless you uh, share it with them explicitly. But to be honest. And for me recently, I was looking at this and I thought, well, okay, I'm working out with a trainer. That's good. I'm doing cardio. Uh, I'm eating pretty well but I'm nine pounds heavier than I want to be. I mean, that was my current reality. Yeah. So it's, it's not the envisioned future. Now, once I have those two things, then what I can do is put together specific commitments. These are the things that I'm going to do to incrementally move myself forward and close that gap between where I am and where I want to be. And I think a lot of times we think that we've got to have the whole path illuminated before we can start. And we really advise against that. Um, usually, it's like driving a, uh, a car through a forest at night. You know, you don't have to have the entire path illuminated by your headlights. The next 50 to 100 yards are sufficient. And that's how it is with life. You know, you may not know the entire path to get from where you are to where you want to be in the various categories, but you usually know the first couple of steps. And so we encourage you to write those down as specific commitments and begin to take action and begin to build momentum and begin moving toward that envisioned future. I love that driving through the forest at night analogy. Something that I use that's very similar is I I ask people flat out, I go, Fire Nation, when you're driving on a country road, you know, and you see there's a corner coming up, you know, 100 yards ahead, how do you know what's around that corner? And they say, well, I don't. I said, well, how do you find out what's around that corner? And they say, well... I drive up to that corner and I start going around the corner. Then I see what's ahead. And I'm like, exactly. Like you can't expect to see around every corner until you get there. So that's why action is where you need to go. So again, that final question, Fire Nation was, how do I get from here to where I want to be? So powerful. And Michael, we always end strong here at EO Fire. So take it away. Once you've created a life plan, what's next? This is, is the important thing. Then you begin to implement it. And by the way, we recommend that you take one full day to do this. Don't try to piecemeal it, but get a date on your calendar. Clear the decks. It may be a Saturday. It may be a Sunday. It may be a day when you take off from work, but get a day where you can specifically focus. Jim Rohn talks about the cons- uh, the law of diminishing intent. Whereas, you know, you get all amped up, you get excited, you intend to do something, but the more time that passes from your excitement to actually doing it, the less likely you will, you will be to do it. So get it on your calendar. And then it's implementation. And so, you know, most people feel like, okay, now I've got these specific commitments, but good gravy, I've, I feel so overcommitted. I don't have room for anything else on my calendar. So we tear your calendar apart in the book. We talk about calendar triage making margin or making space in your calendar to do the things that matter most and get rid of the things that are now, in view of your life plan, less essential. 
And then we talk about creating an ideal week and we map that out for you. And we even have some templates online that you can use to do that. And then we give you a framework for saying no, so that in the push and shove of life, when you're feeling the pressure, when you're uh, somebody's breathing down your neck to say yes to something that you end up regretting or end up uh, realizing it's a low value activity, we teach you how to deal with that on the front end. And then how to review your plan so that you know, don't lose sight of it so that you're always moving in the direction of your envisioned future. Fire Nation, if you weren't already on it, then I hope you are by the end of this interview. The book, Living Forward, a proven plan to stop drifting and get the life you want is a must read for entrepreneurs. And if you're listening to my voice, if you're listening to Michael's voice, you are an entrepreneur. So put this on the must read list, period. Living forward. Michael, I want to end today on fire. So share with us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, the parting guidance is that I think for most of us, we think that we need to take some kind of massive action uh, to make a difference in our life. We're swinging for the fences. We're hoping to hit a home run, hoping to win the lottery. That's not usually how life works. It's usually you know, just a, a steady change, incremental choices over a long period of time. But there's power in that, like compound interest. If we make those little decisions day by day, we can create an extraordinary life in every uh, aspect that's important to us. In terms of connecting with me, you can get uh, everything related to what I do at michaelhyatt.com. You can find out more about the book explicitly at livingforwardbook.com. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with MH and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Michael or just the word Hyatt in the search bar. All of his show notes pages will pop off from his previous three episodes, and you can listen to those. He drops value bombs galore, and of course, this show notes page will pop off for episode 1242, but the reality is this. We are here to talk about Living Forward, so go check out livingforwardbook.com. This is the proven plan to stop drifting and get the life that you want. And Michael, I want to thank you for sharing just your knowledge with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Great to be with you. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Give the gift of freedom to your friend or loved one with The Freedom Journal, and they will accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite.